Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! You're in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Excited today to introduce a new member of the Vegas Never Sleeps family. You're going to be hearing a lot about her. Her name is Hollis J, and she's got an incredible history, and she's going to be doing a lot of things like checking out the concert scene around town here. She's also involved in heavily in marketing, so when you want to buy some ads, you can call her as well. Hollis, welcome. It's great to have you here. My God, where do you get the time to do all this stuff? I started looking at you know, this is somebody who needs like a three-page resume. Yeah. <laughs> You've really done something. Have you always had all this energy where you want to do a lot of things? Yeah, ever since I was little. Well, you do, been... <laughs> uh, you do everything. I mean, you're a singer-songwriter. You p- play the piano. You're visionary and so Aww. forth. Let's talk about the one that got interested in me. The first time I heard your name, somebody said the uh, founder of Love Zombies, which is yeah. this group. So I looked at it. I liked it. Tell us about the Love Zombies, because you guys actually accomplished quite a bit. Yeah, we did. Um, well, I started, you know, playing music when I was little, and I'm always, you know, we're singing in bands. And <clears throat> that was pretty much my history was since I was, you know, I moved to New York City, was singing in bands, always starting bands. And my journey somehow landed me in England, in London. And that's when I put the band together called Love Zombies. So it started off as a punk rock band, still is a band. And, you know, we toured a lot. We did a lot of awesome things. And it was started as a band. And then it kind of grew into all this other stuff that, like you said, I stay busy. It started, I started design, designing the t-shirts. And then it turned into like a little cartoon thing I was doing, a story. So Love Zombies, it's kind of a brand. It's just about spreading love and these little zombies that you know, love each other. Well, yeah, you know, and that's kind of what's happened in the music business, right? It's not like the old days when you release an album, hope it sells, and then go on tour. It's the other way around. And like merchandising is so important, for example, right? So you have to think out of the box. Yeah. See, that was the thing. Like a lot of, it comes out of necessity, invention. What is that saying? You know, the mother. Mother is a, yeah. You you know what I'm (laughs) saying, right? Yeah. So we, because the music, I, I experienced that face on, you know, head on. It was like, because the music business is changing so much. It's not in the 60s, 70s where, you know, a talent comes out and they're so good, they get a record label and they get money behind them. And then they you don't have to pay their rent so they could just, you know, they get, they get developed by the record label. But this day and age, there's not record labels. There are, but they're not giving money. So it's like we had to figure out a way... To make money because, you know, most artists, we don't do it for money. No artist really does. But it does come to a point where it's like, oh, no, I have to pay my rent. I have to pay for something. I have to pay money. So we had to figure out how to raise the money. And we, we, 
we actually discovered something called Pledge Music. It's the same kind of thing, Kickstarter and Patreon. And all these things are the future of music now. And it really, it's kind of cool. Because even though it's, it's a very weird time, we're trying to find our way. But it actually, you're taking control back into your own hands. Right. You know, so we were able to raise money through Pledge Music and that helped fund our album and everything. Well, yeah, and you've got an album. You can go on YouTube and hear these songs. I don't know what it is. It must be the water in Vegas Never Sleeps because John Lindquist, John the announcer, his group, the honorifics, it's been on Billboard and so forth. So we got, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> is that something when, when, when you finish something like that? Is it something like no matter what happens in the rest of life, You've always got that. And I mean, hopefully there's way, way more, but it must be a good feeling to have something that really hits and a certain amount of people really love. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing. I was talking to someone about it last night. I met, it was funny. I was working and I met um, a guy in the casino and he he, he was had an English accent. And I was like, oh, I used to live in England. And he's like, I used to be in a... Uh, a really uh, a band that way we toured and he was in a 12 huge band he hit the charts all this stuff and um he was just you know he said the same kind of thing he had this moment but it was he's like he basically said it we just ran out of money but he he's like i always have that i will we could go back on tour if we really wanted to if we had the money like it's there it's a piece of history that's there because my, my guitar player and i sometimes we're like we're broke or we are in debt we're still paying all this stuff but we're like well we did it though you know, so you could look back at it and you play that. It's like a moment in history. And even when I'm gone off this earth, it's still there. Right. That is the coolest thing ever. You guys could do movies. I mean, I, I look at you. You start on a small town in Pennsylvania. Yeah. From there, New York City, which yeah. took a lot of guts, and then go to London. <laughs> I mean, and don't forget Los Angeles. And then Los Angeles was, and it, now Las Vegas. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is the coolest chapter. Yeah. It was almost like, I swear, it was like written in different dimensions. Like, I'm going to come to Earth and do all this stuff. And it was just like, every little chapter, you know, led to the next thing. It was Scranton. To New York City was the next logical move because it wasn't that far. It was about two, about three hours away, maybe. And then it was New York City. All these, like, synchronicity ended me in L.A. And then in L.A., I found a manager who brought me to London. And it was like, yeah. But you obviously have no fear of that. You will go to a different place (laughs) in a whole different environment and you're comfortable jumping in there. Yeah, I love, you know, I love it. It's weird because, you know, as you go through life, you just, you learn who you are. And I, like, there was times I'm like, no, when I was on the road, I'm like, I need, I, I feel not grounded. I need a home. I need to get furniture and have a husband or, you know, or have a boyfriend. Right. So I tried all that and I didn't, it didn't really work. And I was like, you know what? Actually, no, I am kind of a traveler, gypsy. I don't really need too much, you know? So I think you learn as you go. But yeah, I, I love picking up and meeting new people and, and, it does take not having fear because yeah, I think, you know. You can look back and say I got no regrets because I think a lot of people are t- have talent and they just don't want to do it because it, it's difficult. And it is difficult and it is scary. I will say like I could definitely understand a lot of people, you know, you have to go out of your comfort zone. And I think that's the – and you have to be okay with being alone, you know, because right. that's the one thing. And everyone deals with that. You know, everyone likes a partner. I've always tried to have bandmates who are partners. And, you know, but at the end of the day, we are alone. We have to kind of accept and live with ourselves. So it took me a while. It's not, you know, you have to become, like, fearless a little bit. Well, and, and your mind works a little differently in the sense that, you know, singer, <laughs> songwriter, you play the piano. It, it is kind of a different way of thinking. I mean, I, I always loved it. And, I, and I'll ask you the same thing I ask every, every songwriter that we talk to. 
does it, is it one of those things where it comes to you as like an idea and then you drag it out and build it? I mean, or is this like a John Fogarty thing where in three hours he's got the song done? Or is it something you sit on for maybe weeks and weeks? How, how, does, how does that process work? Yeah, you're right. Like everybody has a different process. For me, I play the piano was, was my main instrument. So it's always why I'll sit down and play the piano. And then I think of an idea. It's, for me personally, it's always separate. So I'll think of like, oh, I really want to talk about this issue and then I'll play a piano, and then like I'll think of a melody later. It kind of mine is like it's definitely not one of those I sit down and I'm like write this amazing song. For me, it takes a while, and it kind of it's different pieces, and it, it takes a while for a song. I know my guitar player in Love Zombies is amazing. He's like this angel. He has melodies just like pour out of him. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? For me, it's like a mel- good, really good one will come once a month or something. You no, know, I mean, so is it's that like, the type you, know, you want to partner with people like that? Because is that that's a skill that you don't necessarily have, and they don't. You can look at things from a longer term thing. Is that something that works better when there you have people with different skill sets in a band? Because a yeah. band is a whole different. Oh, that's a different, oh my gosh, yes, that's a different beast, but yeah, and that's what makes a good band, if you have, if people's egos are enough in check to say, I know my strengths and weakness, my weakness is this, but yours is that, if you could work together, that's, that works, you know? Yeah, and you've got a lot of energy, and it comes across in your music, too, is, was that something that kind of draws you, because I guess I would define it as more like punk rock, although I've seen you do some slower stuff that's really good, too, so... If you could just play anything, what would you want to? What would you want to play? It, you know, it's funny you say it, it's weird because I have like every, I have two completely different sides, and that it's been made that a little bit tricky in trying to like market yourself and put it out there. Because I have half of me is a true punk rocker. I think you know, to me, punk rock is it's passion. It's just about thinking outside the box, going for it, being creative. So I've always loved punk rock music, but I love melodies too. So you know, when I formed Love Zombies with um, Davies, my guitar player, he. He's from England, so he and I love the '60s British pop, like all the, yeah. and he loved the Beatles. So we just put this thing together. So that is that I love that. If I could, that's my go-to. But then I have a kind of a darker, serious side where, you know, I love spirituality and talking about really deep things that people like sometimes are scared to talk about, and that comes out in my deep piano stuff. So right now I'm kind of balancing two things. I have my love zombies, which I get to get all that out, and then I'm working on my solo album, which is. The dark piano, deep, weird side. Well, yeah, you have this project, <laughs> or you did a project called Hey, Hello, and it definitely was the dark side of Hollis yeah, J. Yeah. It is kind of an interesting thing. Is that just an opportunity to try different things, be yeah. creative, you know, and, and not put yourself in a particular box? Yeah, like, I think that was an opportunity. I just, because I love being an uh, entertainer, and I think over, you know, you're an entertainer, so I wanted to front a, 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 they were a great band. They had great musicians, and they were writing some pop songs and yeah and that came out the angrier side in England there's a lot of dark darkness in England it rains and people are like oh so you know when I joined that band it was yeah I got to get that side out of me and I kind of always surprised myself but it's made made it a little bit more tricky to kind of you know market yourself what kind of art for people to find you it's like what are you I'm all these different things so in the music business that's not good it's like no we need to you need to be an R&B artist so we could sell you, you know? Right. So it's a good thing because it keeps it interesting, but it's also been hard, you know, marketing and, you know. Well, the Love Zombie stuff, that's you're, you're not involved with that anymore, right? But you're still trying to sell it and so forth, is that right? Well, no, it kind of, it's kind of been a, a weird period because we moved to um, America. See, me and my guitar player formed that, and we've had bandmates come and go, and everybody, you know, it's just hard to keep a band together. But it's like you said before earlier, it's always there. So, yeah. you know, 
we kind of have a love or hate relationship, me and him. Uh, so when things are good, the band is back on. You know, right. <laughs> when things are bad, we're like, okay, I'm gonna go do my soul thing. You go do yours. Yeah, you know? it's kind of it sounds like a Fleetwood Mac yeah, reunion. Totally. <laughs> but it's always there. Like I really hope, and I know he, I know he wants to do a third album with Love Zombies, and I hope to go back to England with Love Zombies eventually. More with Hollis Jade, lead singer of the Love Zombies, and we are happy to announce a new contributor to this show. But first. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You are listening to singer, songwriter, actress, and a new regular on Vegas Never Sleeps, Hollis Jade. Let's take a listen now to Hollis Jade and the band is the Love Zombies. So 
But now you're in Vegas, and we're happy about yeah. that, and you're doing stuff with us. But talk about uh, I, I, what does this music scene seem to you? You come in here, it's different, it's smaller, but yet there's a lot of opportunity. Is that what brought you here? To Las Vegas? Yeah, you know, I haven't, expl- I haven't played here live or anything yet. I've just been practicing, but... Um, so I haven't really explored the music scene too much, like the original scene. I know that cover bands are big here, and they have you guys get a lot of big acts. I know Gwen Stefani's here. I love her. I would love to see that. Um, but what brought me here, I think, is just, you know, California. I moved, that's why I moved from L.A. It's, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of people there. It's oversaturated. It's very expensive. And I thought, you know, where can I go that has entertainment that's cool? It's not that far away, you know, because right. I love I love. The weather, the, the West Coast, it's the best. So I thought, where can I go? I thought about Arizona. I'm like, but there's not really. Then I thought, what about maybe Las Vegas? You know, go check it out, see the the scene. So I'm still learning. So that's great that I found you and get to go and explore these things and tell everyone about it. Well, yeah, and you've got kind of an interest in all this thing, which I think yeah. is going to really help translate to folks because you're not afraid to try different things. Like, for example, uh, come spring, punk rock bowling. You can actually yeah. go and enjoy it and kind of bring that to us. It's a, one of those interesting things that's kind of only in Vegas, and it's a place where they all come together. So hopefully you'll see a lot of that. Yeah. Activity. Some of my friends from England are going to be playing it. I know they've, yeah, they come over and play it. Maybe, who knows? Maybe Love Zombies will play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll play it. we would love to see that. <laughs> uh Finally, I just want to talk with all these different things, you know, uh, visionary, you're a writer, right? You've done voiceover work. What are some of the other things that kind of, is it all that like getting in front of people that you enjoy? Because I saw you did, you jumped into a little acting and so forth. Is it just a part of you that you want to perform? Yeah, definitely. I did. That was a little bit of everything. Like, yeah, when I was younger, I just always had this passion and drive and I don't know if you know it came from being in Scranton I was like I just need to get out of Scranton Pennsylvania and like I just had passion and like you said you kind of learn as you go what you don't like what you like what works and for me I've always like wanted to be in front of people I like to make people laugh I think life is hard and it's everyone's it's very hard it's serious you know but I think I've always had a little like comedian jokester clown inside of me just want to get out and make people laugh and have fun you know we're alive we're living who know nobody really knows why we're here but it's like somebody look and everyone's very serious and it's hard and and so I've always just wanted to make people happy you know and make them laugh and have fun and well, to take some of the serious of life out, you know. Because well, you're, you're from Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. which is famous for the office. <laughs> is that really kind of a good v- view of what goes on in Scranton? You know, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've, I'm lucky I've never actually worked in an office. So I don't know about the, actually ever being in an office somehow. But I mean, I guess, you know, Scranton is not as bad as people think it is. I, like I used to live in England and they say that the original office came from a place called Slough, which is in England. Mm-hmm. You know, the, sh- the American is based off an English, you know, show. So I've never been to Slough, but people are like, whoa, Slough and Scranton. But Scranton's <laughs> not that bad. You know, I love it. I can't, I love Scranton. My parents are there and, you know, it's part, it's made me who I am. So I'm proud of being a Scrantonian, but I'm glad to be out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy London when you were back there? Did you enjoy that lifestyle? I did. I like it, but I have to be honest, the the dark weather and the, the rain, it just... It's hard. It really got to me. I was just like, oh. But their people are so, so real. And I would like, I will never, uh, I'm so grateful for that experience. I would never trade it for anything ever. Final question then. Let's say, we're talking a lot about these different types of music. You're all over the place. So you got to bring three albums or four albums with you. And you don't have to name the particular album. But 
what what groups or singers or whatever would you take with you? You mean well, like three or four? I always ask that question. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is kind of an obvious answer, maybe, but I don't know. But the Beatles, definitely one of those. I don't know which one. It's hard to pick a certain one, but I mean, I love the Beatles. Um, that's my poppy, happy side. Okay. I love. Probably a Tori Amos album. I don't know if you know who that is. She's a female singer, piano player. I loved her. Growing up, she, she had a big influence on me. Mm. That was one of them. Um, gosh, it's hard to pick. Maybe yeah, how like, about a punk rock group? Ooh. Maybe the Ramones, I yeah. guess. I, but, yeah, I mean, like I, I listen to them a lot. You know? That's where it all came from. Yeah, that's where it started. So, And they have the good melodies, too. You know, like, I love punk. but I, like Screamy Punk's cool, but I like stuff with a little surfy kind of melody, too. Well, yeah, the Ramones, I remember bought one of their albums, 15 songs, and they all started out exactly the same. One, two, three, four, boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I tell the Beach Boys. I love the Beach Boys. Um, hmm. oh, what's Pet Sounds? That's a good, yeah. That's a great album. Yeah, yeah. That's right there. That and Sgt. Pepper. Wow, you've got yeah. so. You and we recorded longest. at Abbey Road, so we had a part of history. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to say one thing. I was As we went back at this, some of the producers you worked with were incredible. Yeah. Talk a little about some. I mean, the, the, the groups that they were dealing with, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, well, we worked with, for our first album, it's called Passion Fruit, and that was from Love Zombies, and we worked with a guy named Elaine Johannes, and he was, yeah, he was really big with, like, the desert kind of rock, like the Queens of Stone Age. He, he was, I forget, he was in a band called them Crooked Vultures with the yeah. guy from, like, I forget, you know, the, that's good. You no, know, I, I, I know. It's all online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget. All, but these big people, Chris Cornell, he worked with. He had actually right. written. Elaine wrote "Black Hole Sun." Do you know that song? Oh. It was like, yeah, you oh. would probably know it. it's on the radio. He wrote that with um, a couple with Chris Cornell and his wife. Um, so yeah, with Guns and Roses too. Wasn't yeah, it? I did a. That's a. I haven't did released that. Yeah, yeah, but that, I worked with the guy named Matt Sorum, and he was the drummer. So and then he was the drummer, not the original drummer in Guns and Roses, but you know he was big and he was in another. In a couple of the Velvet Underground, or not the Velvet, I forget a lot of stuff though. I say the Velvet <laughs> Underground goes the Vel- way back. No, the other the Velvet Revolver. I there always, you go. Start, always, <laughs> but the Velvet Revolver. He was a big rock and roller, and yeah, and I met him. I worked with him in L.A. Um, and then, yeah, those were the two two main ones. And then we worked with a guy named Andy Brook, and he produced a lot of a guy named Ginger Wildheart. He produced a lot of stuff in England. They were bigger in England. Um, and he, he, uh, Andy Brooke recorded us at Abbey Road. Well, Hollis, how do we get a hold of some of this great music from the Love Zombies? Stephen, you can visit us at www.lovezombiesentertainment.com. There's, everything is on there. You could download, you could listen for free, you could buy a t-shirt, whatever you like. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Hey, thanks for being with us today, Hollis. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, too. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.